So this week on the beats, we have our very special favorite guest, Ian Kennedy, my husband, and we are going to start a monthly um, podcast on the relationships. It might be a bonus. It might not just be every Sunday, every once a Sunday, it might be bonus, but this is a content that we have talked about so much uh, throughout the years and we know that people have a ton of questions about relationships what relationships are and today on this podcast ian is going to talk about the definition of what an, a relationship is who is the most important relationship and how to have a healthy relationship so that at the end of whatever life whether it's your life or those that you love you feel joy and at at living that life with that loved person, not relief and them being gone because now you're in control of your life finally. That's our our point, if you will, right. of this podcast. Right. And we know that you're gonna enjoy it as we always hear that you love when Ian is our special guest. <laughs> so thank you so much and enjoy today's podcast on the beats about relationships, part one with Ian Kennedy. Welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy, and we have the beginning of a series that actually we're going to do. Ian, who is obviously my husband and my partner, and the reason all this started for me um, 24 years ago now, um, he actually asked if we could do a podcast on, on relationships, and I almost fell over. Those of you who know us know that we are very different people. We have an age gap. We're very, very, yes, that's good. We're very different. I am very open and like, let's talk about everything. I'm very like, ah, la, la, la. know everything about us. I is a bit more reserved. So when he said that he wanted to do a podcast on relationships and talk about our relationship, I was like, yeah. I'm not talking about our relationship. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and there it goes. No, and he said, yeah, because yeah. the reality is we work together. We've had about... I don't know, seven relationships in the 24 years that we've known each other, seven types of relationships oh, okay. in the 24 years we've known each other. Okay. We've been married for 12. Mm -hmm. This year will this be, 12. Year be 12. Yeah. Uh, we run a business together. We have a couple houses. We have a child now. We've had many dogs. <laughs> some were your dogs, some were my dogs, some right. were our dogs. Okay. And now we have Silas's dog. <laughs> but it, what we were talking about, and I know I'm going to let you lead, nice. but I think it's really incredible in all honesty what Ian has always done for me and taught me and I know I've taught him in regards to relationships because I came from a very different family than he did but and one of the things that has always resonated with me with Ian is he started off first as my best friend and as my best friend he supported me even when he didn't believe that I was on the right track and he supported the process of what I was going through and always has he's always been my biggest champion even if he doesn't feel like it might be the right direction. And I've always, I've never had that honestly before I met him. And it's one of the reasons that I kept sticking around because the love that we share is not just, it's not that I just love him. I feel his love back to me. And I felt times that I didn't feel that love. And well, it's more than a romantic uh, yes. relationship. So yeah. The first thing I'm going to do in yes. regards to talking about relationships is that, especially in Western cultures, the minute you say, oh, I have a relationship with this person, there's a sexual connotation. Yeah. And the truth is, and, and the reason I wanted to do this was to expand the idea of relationships. So right now, 
Kelly and I are having a relationship with the couch we're sitting on. I have a relationship with the cars I drive. I have a relationship with my son. I have a relationship with friends. I have relationships with trees. I have relationships with animals. Mm -hmm. And so there's not a moment in our lives where you're not in relationship with something or someone. So that's the first thing where I really wanted to expand the idea of what is a relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, and there's all kinds of different relationships. And even to the point of um, energetic relationships where you're not even in the presence of that person and there's a relationship going mm -hmm. on. Uh, you have a lot of relationships with a lot of different people where, you know, there's times where Kelly will be talking to uh, Dr. Caratola till two in the morning as friends. And she has a deep, intimate relationship with him. It doesn't mean that that's a physical relationship. So, you know, for me, the idea of let's talk about relationships was that's the first thing I wanted to bring. Uh, the second thing- and, and I'd like to say about that, that's not always easy to understand those relationships that people have outside of their own- Primary relationship. Primary relationship. Marriage, like, yes. There's been this ongoing joke for years that I've had in our business because we've been in business for 16 years. And oftentimes you look around and he's the only man. And then there's like his harem, we, we've joked, or his, his tribe of women. Yeah. And we call them his wives in a lot of ways because, yeah. and they're my wives too. Like not wives in a sexual way, but right. wives in the fact they help us function. They help, they love us. They love our yep. business. They love our children. We, we love, love them. them. Yeah. We love their, their families. We love everything about them. Yeah. And that is many of the relationships and those relationships continue to change. Like many of you know, Jessica Stevens, who worked with us for 10 years, and she is, is one of our closest friends. We don't see her as often as we used to. So that relationship has continued to change, but we support but her and maintain it. And yeah. we love her. And a lot of people want to understand that because she came to us going, I love your guys. I love your business, but it's really time, time for, for me, me to move, on. To move yeah. on. And we completely supported that to run her father and her business and with right. the honey. And we love her for that. We love right. what she's doing. And <clears throat> did it leave a big hole in our world? Uh-huh. But it was the right thing for her free. And Let her be us. free sure. and sure. the right thing for us too. It always works out. And that's not having attachments to those relationships. Right. Like I am being okay with me talking to Dr. Caratol or David Pascal or many Whoever. of my friends right. that I right. talk to right. in the night. Sure, sure. Because I'm not a big yaka, 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 yaka. No, he can't wait for me to get off. That's okay. So, so what I wanted to bring to everybody was the idea that we are always in relationship, that these relationships are constantly changing and morphing into different things. And that uh, it's important that yes, there's different types of relationships, but that we don't necessarily compartmentalize all the relationships, right? And the most important relationship we can have is the one that we have with ourselves, which I think most people aren't conscious of or negate. And it's important to have a relationship with yourself. And one of the best ways to do that, to really find out, A, uh, do I have a relationship with myself? B, what is my relationship to other things and other people? One of the best ways to find out what that is, is to take 24 hours and not be on your phone, not be on a computer, not entertain yourself with a TV, not read a book, but literally just be with yourself for those 24 hours and find out whether or not you like being with that person. Because if you find that, oh, there's parts of me that I don't like being with, then that's why some relationships might be difficult for you. Because the relationship with yourself that you have with yourself is a reflection on, well, that's why I, can't, I struggle in this friendship or I struggle in this type of marriage or whatever that might be. So 
Well, and I think it's interesting because as we're recording this, and this is going to post at the basically one year anniversary of COVID starting in 2020. So it's going to post on the weekend of 2021, which has been a year of people spending time alone. Yeah, right? or with their significant or, other, which they typically and, don't do because of work. And it's created a lot of anxiety. It's created a lot of stress and everything else. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's been really interesting for us to see that why people are having stress in their life is oftentimes because they're not able to be alone. And I'm absolutely. Gonna, why don't you talk about that for a minute while I handle our dog? Because nobody else seems to be handling the relationship <laughs> with our dog outside the door right now. Relationships with animals are fantastic. Everybody knows that. You know, they've proven... Um, by doing different analysis with children and dogs, where uh, if you take a child six, seven years old or even younger, and you let the dog and the child lay together on the floor, uh, they have shown that their hearts will entrain with each other. And those beats will start to become constant with each other. The same thing happens with the mothers and children. If a child sits on a mom's lap, the child's heartbeat will start to entrain to her heartbeat. And that's one of the great things that Kelly does with Sound of Soul. She often has moms and, and children come in and do Sound of Soul together so that they can actually uh, externally experience this music that's starting to happen that both of their hearts are making. So uh, I don't know how you got there, but that's awesome because I stepped out of the room for a minute because Sound of Soul is the, the, the sponsor of this podcast of the Beats right, because right. we want people to realize that the most important relationship is, is with, with yourself. yourself. And what Sound of Soul is, is having that relationship with yourself. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, I was talking about the fact that they've done studies with children and dogs where if the child lays with the dog for a period of time, mm. their hearts will entrain to each other. Yes. Same thing with moms. And so this is getting you to entrain to yourself and find right. out how you actually want to resonate with yourself. And, and I think a lot of people expect that that's going to go great. Yeah, not often. Not, not, not often does it not go necessarily. great. Sure, right. sure. I mean, this goes back to our original thing. Kelly, you know, great. You're out of pain. I'm glad we did the emotional work. You're out of pain. Now I need you to go in the other room and be because what you and Kath said to me at the time was like, oh yeah, she's not healthy. She, she's out of pain, but she's not healthy because she can't be by herself for five minutes. She's got to talk constantly. She's got to ask a thousand questions. She's got to, you know, it's like, I wasn't quiet. I wasn't still, I wasn't sure. good at that. So you're like, go be. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. And then all these years later, I'm, I don't want to bore them with that story because they've heard it. And what he was saying is go be with yourself. If you right. think and you're so well, right. then go be quiet and see what's still in there. See what's still resonating. See, see what surfaces and don't judge it. That's one of the biggest lessons in my life. I realized how much I was judging myself and that was huge. And that happened during COVID because I was spending more time with you, with Silas at home than I ever had. Right. And it became right. very clear within like month two of how right. much I was judging myself and others and clients and colleagues and the world at large. And I was just judgmental. And I've worked to break those chains because I don't want to judge others. I don't want to judge myself. And the person I judged the hardest was me. Sure. And sound of soul has helped me become aware of that. And I love listening to my sound of soul because it feels so non-judgmental when I listen to it, it just feels at peace. Right. And I know that's why reason Silas, I think listens to our sound, my sound of soul is because he doesn't feel judged by me, right. yeah. <laughs> which I know he's felt judged by me in his life because I hadn't worked through that completely yet right? Yeah. And he's learned, and I want him to have a better relationship with himself than I had with myself. I don't want him to take 45 yeah, years on. to realize that he's been judging himself. Right, right. 
So, uh, you know, we, we go through all kinds of relationships. They change all the time. The important relationship is one you have with yourself. Of course, the uh, other relationships that people tend to have are the relationships that they have with people that they work with, because typically we'll spend more time with people that we work with than the people that are at home that we consider our family uh, because of the work experience. Um, so maintaining and working through those relationships as they change and realizing that they'll continue to change is an important thing to just become conscious of. When we talk about relationships with significant others, um, you know, a lot of people, so there's the concept that when we get married, a woman looks at the man and says, he's awesome and I can't wait to change him. And the, and the man looks at the woman and says, she's awesome, I never want her to change. And both of those things are just an impossibility. She's gonna change and you're gonna have difficulty changing him, although change happens, right? And so uh, a lot of times people say, oh, I'm gonna change this relationship or I'm gonna change the relationship with myself. And one of the things I wanted to bring up was the idea of getting away from the concept and word change. And instead of using the word change, use the word transform. Mm. Because when we mm. transform a relationship That's or we good. transform ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing left of the old. Uh, and even if there is, it's a different experience. For instance, um, you can have a rose bush and the rose bush in winter time has no flowers on it. Mm -hmm. And, and that rose bush is full of thorns, right? All your roses, rose bushes are just full of thorns, right? But we don't focus on the thorns. At the minute the rose appears, the thorns are something is a secondary thought, right? Mm -hmm. We're focused on the rose and not the thorns. So it doesn't mean that transformation means that you have to drop absolutely everything that you were and become this different person but it can mean that when we transform, the thorns are not what we're looking at anymore. We're looking at the new blossom that's occurred. So I think the idea of transforming relationships and realizing that transforming relationships and allowing that person to do that is what can keep you together, not break you apart. Because a lot of times people go, oh, the relationship's changing, it's just not gonna work anymore. So I'm, I'm thinking about what you're saying, of course. I'm trying to get them to understand that in a different way because that's an analogy that's a little tough for me. So I'll make sure okay. I understand that. <laughs> so um, so the thorns are what are helping create this blossom at the end. And we don't necessarily want to let go of all that because we're just transforming into this blossom. Yeah, well, the thorns aren't creating the blossom. Okay. The stem does. The thorns only protect it. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so if we start to let go of that, which protects us, then the transformation is going to be much more visible for that person. It doesn't mean the thorns are all gone. It just means that the focus now is on the blossom and not on the thorns. So a lot of people go, you know, if she would only change our relationship would be better. Mm -hmm. Well, if she would transform the relationship would be better, but oftentimes there's a fear that if, if the changes, relationship changes, then, then they're going to change and not like me anymore fall apart. and all that. And, and so, right. okay, got it. Okay. So for me, this has happened a lot throughout our existence of our relationship. Well, for that's me. one of the things I wanted to mention. I've transformed yeah. a couple of times, you know, and I know that some of it has been difficult for you. I know I'm going through a transformation now at this stage of my life. And I think some of it's been difficult and for you. And I would say the same, like right. I am not the same person no, at 25 not. and I've transformed. I and mean, when we met, I was like, I never want to get married. I want to never want to have kids. Let's start there. Right. 
and and we were we got into a relationship at some level based upon that mutual agreement that yeah. we weren't going to get married we weren't going to have yeah. kids i had and, a son and i was done and we weren't going to involve anybody in our relationship <laughs> in the business we didn't let anybody know we were even in a relationship for a right. long time right. and then that started to eat at me. I was right. like, well, I don't like that. I don't right. want, I, I want that to transform. I want this to grow. I want, sure. so then of course that changed and we got married and then we had a baby and that transformed our whole world right. in many different ways. Right. And then I continued to change like, okay, yeah, I don't want to just stay here in Bucks County, Pennsylvania and have this little office. I yeah. want to grow. I want to change medicine. I want to do podcasts. I want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, okay. Do you really want to talk about all this online? Do you really want to share all this with people? And that's why it that's was like, great. really, he wants to do a podcast on relationships because he knows that, you know, listen, like he said before, me talking late at night to my colleagues and my friends, and this is not the way he would do it. I mean, we have this conversation all the time. He's like, well, I want to do it that way. I'm like, I'm aware, but that's not why I did it right. because I'm not you. I'm me and I do it this way. And, right. you know, and that's hard at times. It's challenging how we raise our child, how we, you know, manage clients, how we manage our, sure. how our, our lives, our own personal lives and everything else. It, yet we support each other in that. Yeah. There's, there, it's not always smooth right? Yeah. There's, there's contrast at times. He's like, for those that don't see, he's like, well, I don't know. I would say there's contrast at time. He's like, yeah, go with the flow. It's all good. It'll all work out. But that's because you're willing to focus on the blossom. Right. And I'm like every, honestly, for the last 24 years until like the last couple of years, I'd say I, anything that was going wrong in my life, I was to blame others. Like I need, I need to change. I need this to change in the business. I need this employee to change. I need this client to change. And even though the lesson was there, I wasn't getting it until recently. Like, no, that's all my stuff. None of that stuff is their stuff. It's my stuff. Right. So if I'm yelling or mad at I, and it's about me not accepting something about us or about me or what's happening or, or whatever sure. right and that rather than yelling we can communicate we can you yeah. know talk through that and sometimes it's stuff that we just don't necessarily agree about and we've got to like can we talk about the beard for a second yeah she hates my beard i hate the beard i absolutely and i tell do people not all the time like doesn't hair. like the beard i do not like facial hair well, on anybody uh, i, like I love his face i one of the things that i loved about Ayn was how smooth his skin is and how great his skin it's is it's still smooth under i there. so miss his lips i so miss <laughs> his his face and his soft face and, and it, anyhow, she allows that quote unquote to manifest because she knows it's something that's important to me you know i don't think kelly's a big fan of tattoos no and i've been tattooed and i've recently got a tattoo uh, that Silas drew well, that one I like and, you know, <laughs> because it has meaning for her, yeah. but it's not something that Kel necessarily goes, Oh, I like guys that are tattooed. So, you know, I think giving each person space to be who they are. Listen, relationships happen for specific reasons and they happen for needs. There's not a relationship that manifests without a need. So it's either a physical need, an emotional need, a mental need, a financial need. People are in relationships because there is a need. And yes, we are social creatures and most modern relationships are manifested around different needs. types of needs. Mm -hmm. And if you become aware of, be aware of that, then it makes it easier to realize, oh, well, we're in a relationship for lots of different reasons. It's not just love. It's there's specific types of social needs, physical needs, emotional needs, financial needs, all of those things. And so if we realize that that's why we have relationships with people, uh, then it makes it easier to go into those relationships 
in an, in an open way. And I also think that one of the biggest reasons that people seek out relationships, especially husbands and wives type relationships, is because there is a sense of incompleteness within ourselves. And we are looking to be completed somehow. And when that doesn't happen within us, we look externally to go, well, this person will complete that for me. And that's a disaster because that does not work. That relationship will not work because it needs to be two whole individuals coming together in a conscious way to create a relationship that's gonna to continue to transform and be supportive. And I think that's the biggest thing with you and I in our relationship is that we are unconditionally supportive with each other. And we realize that, yeah, we fulfill needs for each other, but it's not why we have the relationship. And so that kind of takes us back to the concept of the most important relationship you can have is with yourself. So can I tell a quick story? Yeah, because then I want to tell them to exemplify that as well. It's perfect. Go. You sure? Absolutely. Okay. I, you know me, I'm an open book. Tell them any story you want. I don't so care. I want to tell this story because hopefully it can illustrate the idea of relationships on some level. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this story before, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. So a very long time ago, long, long ago, there were two kingdoms. And one kingdom was ruled by a king who really had in his heart the best for his people. He wanted them to be as free as they could. He wanted them to explore who they were. He wanted his kingdom to be um, you know, free and to also be supported by the entire, by his entire subjects. And he allowed his people to do what they thought was best for them. And he allowed them, of course, they were taxed and they realized that those taxes were going to support the betterment of the kingdom. And because of the way he ruled, his subjects loved him. And his kingdom grew and became very powerful. There was another kingdom that was adjacent to that one. And that king was uh, a tyrant. And he taxed the people very hard. He decided what they could and couldn't do. He decided how they would live. He decided how many children they could have. And his kingdom became very powerful. He had people that he would recruit into the military against their will, or the other kingdom. Anytime there was any kind of problem, the people would rise up and defend their kingdom. This king forced people into service. Okay. And he made decisions that he thought was best. And what they found is that that kingdom, when things went wrong, when there was a famine, for instance, the people knew that the king was not suffering the way they were. In the first kingdom, if there was a famine, the people knew that the king was also suffering with them. Well, many decades passed and both kingdoms became very, very powerful. And one day, the death bells started to ring in both kingdoms. And both kings at the same time began to lie on their deathbeds. And the kingdom, the first kingdom, the people were just absolutely distraught that they were about to lose this king. Because for the entire time he ruled, they just loved him. And they always felt the love from that king. 
And the other kingdom where the tyrant was passing, he realized that the people had always hated him. And today was the first day where they felt joyful that he was actually going to die. And so the moral of the story is we all have the opportunity to rule our relationships in one of two ways. And you can create love for the person and the people in your lives for as long as you live. And the day you die is the day they're going to feel the loss and the grief and the sadness that comes with that. Or you can rule your kingdom where the person is basically always in a place of going, I don't like you. And when you finally die, they feel the joy that you're gone. And so I leave it up to you to decide how you wanna rule your kingdoms because both can be very powerful and both can flourish. But at some point, there's gonna be either sadness because you're going or there's gonna be joy because you're going. Okay. And how does that have to do with relationships? Just in the fact that of how you because manage that I've relationship. Because I've run into a lot of folks who sit on our table yeah. and say, well, my husband would never want me to do that. Oh, I'm not going to have my amalgams removed because my husband doesn't believe. Well, okay. it's not your husband's body. It's your body. Okay. And are you being ruled by a tyrant or are you ruling as a tyrant or are you ruling as someone who is actually constantly allowing transformation and allowing a love to be in that relationship? Or are you ruling in fear? Are you ruling through love or are you ruling through fear? And they're the two they're the only two ways you can actually have a relationship. We're either constantly getting the other person to do what we think is right, or we're allowing the person to do what they think is right. And when we allow that, then there's a certain type of love that is always there. And there's always a certain amount of joy that's always there. And you're only going to have that sadness when that relationship ends, truly ends. Or there's always a certain level of disdain for the person even though oh we love each other but i can't do this and i can't do that and he wouldn't allow this or she wouldn't allow that i yeah, gotcha 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 and then when that person finally passes they go "Woo! i'm free i feel free yeah. i'm so glad that that's over and that's a sad thing but it, again i let you decide well, to rule in any way you want so this is good because this leads to what i was going to say so when i met you one of the things that our relationship gave to me whether you know intimacy or not was that I saw you as kind of like um, Meryl the magician, you know, that like you would like go, oh, I want Marilyn, Mer Marilyn, Marilyn the magician mm -hmm. that, oh, I want this. And it would just like happen. Like you were a very powerful co-creator. Like, you know, we, we worked in a couple of businesses together and I was just like, wow, I am touch this stuff. And it's like the Midas touch. And he works like one tenth of what I work and he has the same amount of production. And so I was like, wow, he's a great creator. And your energy field was so clear. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hang on to that because I want that in my life. I want that that ability to create. And in all of our lives, whether it was a house we were looking for, a new location or what, I or would a be dog. like, a dog, <laughs> like what, or silence, can I right, push right. you to the, yeah, can, yeah. Can I push you to the edge that you want it so bad that then you right. just get so frustrated that you create it, right? And that was kind of like our thing for many years. I would be like, mm -hmm. I'd work really hard to make it happen in the physical plane. And then I would be like, well, I just went and prayed and then, you know, they called and that's the phone and there's the house that we were going to get or here's like, I, I could write a book on just the amount of times this has happened. So for me, and you might not even know this, 
hopefully you're okay with sharing it because you decided to do this podcast on relationships. So here we go. Okay. So we, you know, I'm learning how to be, I'm learning how to be with myself and be happy. And I started that journey with you 23 years ago, four years ago, and then it just got more and more intense. The books I'm reading, the, the things I'm doing, all that. So I go to Germany because I want to go on that trip. You aren't going with me because we have a kid. So you're going to yeah. stay home with Silas. Right. I'm going to go on the trip with all my friends and colleagues and go on this tour. Right. And I'm on a journey of like, I got to find me. I got to find the part of me that's not just building Ian up. I've been supporting Ian's dream or my dream for Ian really about him being the head clinician and him get being the one that's on the top of the heap in regards to the business ownership and not having it taken away from him as it had in the past and all that stuff. Like I want to give that to him and I, and, and we were creating this great life yet. I was aware that I was a little unsettled because our life wasn't as big as I wanted it to be. It wasn't as expansive internationally from the global reach. I didn't, I wasn't feeling like we we're changing medicine the way I wanted my goals. And I always blamed you for that. For Ian isn't the Wayne Dyer of tomorrow. It's all his fault. He hasn't wanted bad enough. So therefore it hasn't happened in our life. Um, that's exactly what happened the night before we found out we were pregnant. Remember? Right, right, right. I had a bitch session on you of like, it's all your fault. We're not pregnant. You've helped five other women in that office get pregnant. You're not even having sex with them, but I'm not getting pregnant because you don't want it bad enough. And then we found out the next day I was pregnant because that was God's just little laugh at yeah, me sure. once again. So in my journey, I find sound the soul mm -hmm. and I experience something so changing viscerally inside my body that I felt my own power. I felt right. my own beauty. I felt right. my own creative ability, my own God center. Yeah. I felt in my it body. A, it was a transformation. It was a transformation. Yeah. And I came home and I said something to you. I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking in the morning. I was like, we got to get sound the soul here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to afford it. And you're like, oh, and I was like, oh, well maybe borrow money. And you're like, I don't want to do that. And, blah. and I literally said to you, well, I don't care what you want anymore. I don't need you. I'm going to go do this. And what I meant by that, what shifted for me was on that trip, for all those years, I I absolutely needed you in my life. Mm -hmm. And that trip changed me to just want you in my life instead of need you in my life. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I needed me only. Right. And you were just the bonus. You were the icing on the cake that yes, when we focus together, when we co-create together, it's even better. Sure. And it magnifies and it's exponential. But the lesson that I've been trying to get for all these years that you've been trying to teach me, I finally understood that it was about me wanting what I want and following that and you just supporting that. And so thank God that all happened before you really started to grow the beard because <laughs> I would have been annihilating you like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. But, yeah. you know, you had a little goatee before yeah, it for a long time, for a oh, long yeah, time. And long I was time. just like, oh, it won't get more than the goatee. And now like, I, I have a feeling he's going to look like Santa Claus eventually with his beard done to it. And I'm okay with it because it's helping him in other ways yeah. to transform, yeah. to get what he wants out of it, you know, and there have been things like he's bought things he's done that I'm like, well, I don't know why he's doing that, but we just support it. Like the scooter, I don't get like, you know, there's a part of him that just doesn't get it. And he loves his scooter, yeah. but there's like, I don't, I wouldn't want to take that away. Right? right. Like you right. don't understand why I call my friends at midnight and different countries and talk sure, sure, to them sure. for two hours, whether it's Desiree or, yeah. or James or whoever, you're just like, really, sure. really talk to them for two hours last night. Like it, it, and, but that's, 
also caused him to change and me to change because I couldn't even imagine 20 years ago sitting here and talking into the world at large and you feeling open to do that. So I've changed you too. Yeah, because not too long ago, I mentioned to you that, oh, I just decided to call James. I had a conversation with James and you were shocked. Yeah. You were shocked that I actually called James because yeah, it's good. (laughs) Dr. Odell, we're speaking of our great, our great friend and mentor, the um, creator of BRMI, BRMI BRMI.online, which everybody needs to know about. It's amazing. Yeah. And if you haven't read the most recent article and you have any questions about COVID, please go directly to brmi.online and get that e-newsletter because it's all there. So anyway, relationships. So, yeah, well, hopefully today starts folks thinking about looking at their relationships with themselves and then looking at the relationships that they have with other people and other things. Don't don't make it so narrow that it's just limited. with people. Don't limit it. You have a relationship with, with the air that you're breathing, with, with the water. food that you eat, the water that you drink. And if we approach those relationships in a conscious way, then there's huge transformation that can take place without any effort. It just becomes a bigger expanse in regards to what a relationship really is. Absolutely. So there you go. So we're going to do this once a month and you can see why we have a lot to talk about in regards to relationships. And I want to hear from you. I really appreciate everybody listening to our podcast and sharing with your friends. If this resonates with you, if you feel like this content is going to help somebody, please do forward it. And also please comment. We love to hear your comments. We'd love to know what you want to know and what you are questioning about. There's a thousand books we could recommend about relationships. There's podcasts, there's all sorts of stuff. But if you have specific questions, we're happy to talk about it. We're, I'm pretty much an open book and he's willing to be an open book. So um, we are, we're here to assist you, to help you understand because this podcast is about the beats. It's called the beats because it's about your heartbeat and you resonating with you more than anything. That's the beat. That's the line we want you to understand more than anything about how your body works. It's about you aligning with you and only aligning with you and letting everybody else figure out how they want to love you around that, but love you first, love yourself the most and the highest. And then that you'll follow your guidance because what I was saying in that story is, you know, if we teach you how to follow your own guidance, you'll always feel love and joy because it's you because you're not listening to anybody else you're listening to you and that's what we want that's what i want for everybody is to help them learn how to follow their own guidance yes and don't necessarily allow someone to make decisions for your physical body because it's not their body it's your body whether that's growing a beard getting a tattoo doing biological therapy changing your jobs, whatever it is. Don't Putting a balloon have, up your nose, don't get have, a nose on IV. Yeah, don't have fear uh, over that. Don't be in a place where that person makes decisions for your physical well-being. It's just a bizarre thing to me and I've run into it way too much. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to really do this particular podcast with you on relationships because it's just almost on a weekly basis. Someone says, well, my wife would never let me do that or my husband doesn't think that the amalgams are a problem. It's not their body. You can have a relationship with them, but you're in this mechanism and in this They're machine. They're having a relationship with you and your physical body. Their relationship isn't your body. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's the beats Thanks. here. Thank you all. And thank you for your comments and have a blessed day. Thank you.